0: Creativity is. for is the society the process, process podcast. That's right. It's the process podcast, episode 398. Zach Watson, how was your mm-hmm. weekend?
1: It was good. Good. It was good. Kind of a relaxing weekend. Nice. What was the highlight of said weekend? Uh, it was going to be cheesy, but going to see oh, kind She was working all the weekend, but I kind of picked her up from work each day and oh. had dinner at her place. So dinner you played, every night was really played, dope.
0: Oh, okay. What was for dinner
1: then? I don't know. Like, <laughs> what, like, the name of the dish is every night, okay. but it was, like, okay. really good.
0: It was really good. And, like, yeah. was there, like, was it chicken or was there
1: a chicken in it?
0: Or, like... There was
1: one, one night, it was, like, some type of noodles and then there was like like a wonton soup that was like homemade with like the dumplings or whatever like the wontons homemade wontons in the soup and also there was fried wontons as well and they were like holy fuck and then there were leftovers and they're like do you want some? I'm like uh you don't mind (laughs) and then like (laughs) if you don't mind (laughs) like a fucking bucket of and then I had it for like lunch on like Saturday
0: it was awesome man that's Mm. Fucking delicious. Yeah. That's it was, beautiful. That's good. That's beautiful. I did a lot this week and This weekend there was like forty-eight hours of mad productive shit, mm. I'm gonna say. But I'm gonna save it. Probably for tomorrow, maybe for Wednesday. Yeah. It does deserve its own episode. It deserves, dude. I could probably rant for hours. There's so like so much. I'm surprised at how much I packed into two days. Mm-hmm. Um in terms of like listening to shit, doing shit, creating shit. It was pretty impressive. I impressed myself. Mm. It's the most productive I felt in a long time, which is nice. It's like set me up well for this, for the week. Um, but you mentioned, you texted me, was it, so Saturday or Sunday, but you texted me a, a video link, the YouTube link to mm-hmm. an Adam Savage video. Mm-hmm. I just thought i closed my door, but I did. Um Sent me a video to an Adam Savage link, and it was what was the title of it? Um, when like when to take jobs at a, at loss, a loss or something like that. Yeah. and like why is it a good thing to take jobs at a loss?
1: I think so. Is it ever,
0: is it ever okay?
1: Is it ever okay to take jobs at a, loss? at a loss or something like that?
0: And I've got yeah, my was like, own thoughts on it, but I'm curious. Yeah, it was one of those. You, um, you re- reacted to it.
1: Yeah, I have something interest an interesting way to take it because I'm going to connect it to. Personal experience, but um, yeah, it was one of those like edited short clips from like one of his live streams where he's asking, he's answering viewers' questions, and someone asked him that it was like, you know, is it ever okay, do you think, to like take a job at a at a loss? You know, maybe if it's like a job you really want to do or something you want to work on or a group of people you really want to work with, um is that justified? Like, is that a good idea or is that like a new way to think or whatever? Yeah. And he kind of says like, um, in some ways, yeah. You know, and he gives a few experiences like him when he started out mm-hmm. doing models and stuff and but, like, um uh, things for commercials and like sets for commercials or whatever. And he would say like, you know, um, there's one where he got approached by this like uh people doing this uh, production company doing a commercial and it was him adam and his friend doing it and his friend wanted to do it and then he, he was like dude no way it's like nowhere near enough right and like they yeah. weren't interested that much like it was a lot of work for the money mm-hmm. and then he was talking about how like you know a lot of people would be like oh you know we'll pay you an exposure essentially right Like yeah you get an exposure out of it so like you should do it. and he always says he says like, most of the time, that's complete bullshit. Yeah. He's like, that's, like, complete BS, right? Um, but yeah, he talks about maybe there's, like, those few situations where maybe it's working with, like, a group of people you really love working with or working on, like, a dream project. Mm-hmm. Um, But other than that, he was like, no, essentially, right? Yeah, like, it's not worth it. And that's kind of, like... I think I still struggle with it. And I feel like, you know, when BDC is a thing, more so mm-hmm. a thing, I am I would almost guarantee that we will struggle with it oh, at some sure. point. Everybody will. Uh, being okay with saying no, especially when you're starting out, because you feel like you have to say yes, you can't turn down a client because then you're going to not have any more clients. Yeah. And then like, what if they're that, the last then, like, one? yeah and then the client has that like leverage over you Mm -hmm. without them even knowing it because you're like well we got to do everything we can to make them happy because like we need to get exposure we need to get our name out there we need the money we need the experience you know all this stuff Mm -hmm. and it feels like you can't say no then and then you're gonna get taken advantage of like no matter what right um and like obviously fucking awesome video like usual and like i Mm. love Videos where he gets questions like that, because you get more insight into like he doesn't usually talk about stuff like that, like on his own terms.
0: Yeah, the business side rarely makes. Yeah, and the it's surface. really it's
1: interesting hearing him talk about it because it's like, it's very like, um, it's very mature thinking, right? Which you know he's been doing it for mm-hmm. many, many, he's been doing it for longer than we've been alive, so it's it makes yeah, sense. it's pretty cool. It's still stuff to like hard to wrap your round uh brain round as like kind of recent-ish graduates being like yeah but like exposure or like you mm. know, i can't say no or especially know, now where there's we're this starting out
0: social media and like exposure yeah. has a whole different meaning now it's you can be exposed now to infinitely more people than you could say back in 1992
1: yeah like what well, you have to pay to put get your fucking ad in like a the yellow pages now it's mm-hmm. like make a free instagram account like yeah you know it's I one much. of the comments actually was funny on the video it said like this guy and he was like my go-to for when clients approach me and say that they want to give me exposure he's like hmm. he's like i always ask them how they found me found my work hmm. and then once they answer he says exactly so i don't need Exposure. <laughs> Dude, that's so smart. He says it yeah, works every think. time. And
0: I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Just fucking flipped you know? the bird on them.
1: Exactly. Right. Wow. But like, when I connected to it, like, there was like once with like one of the 3D printing things I did for like one of my dad's friends. Oh, yeah. That essentially, I took a loss on it, but mm. didn't really gain much out of it. I didn't yeah. really gain anything, essentially. Now, other it's not than like,
0: like gained experience, like you just no, knew how to didn't, it, work the printer a bit.
1: Better. Yeah, it, it's not like it, why it, it didn't challenge my SolidWorks skills. I didn't learn any new mm-hmm. SolidWorks skills. Um, you know, maybe it was, it was just like R and D, like play around time with a 3D printer, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I took it as a loss, right? That's kind of my downfall. But you know, whatever.
0: Um, <laughs> we won't go. But there.
1: the other ones, more recent, was the last job I was at when i did uh, a band poster oh yeah 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 because one of the guys there a band and they'd seen the stuff i when i was because when i first started there i was doing the studio nate tournament for the first time when i made it to the finals
0: was that actually that that long yeah
1: it it was literally like the final was like wow like like a week or two or or so into starting and then he saw my work and they helped support and they thought it was really cool they were like Actually impressed with my work, and then one guy asked me, he's like, "Would you be interested in doing a band poster? Because when things are starting to open up again, and they could do a live show. They wanted a band poster, and the other guy that worked there was in the band as well, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, Yeah, sure. I always want to do a band poster. I've done many as practice and stuff. Why, you know, sure. And they kind of gave me free reign with it, like do whatever and send me the info I need to put on it, whatever. And like." In the moment, it's the first time technically doing like freelance work, really, mm. other than maybe some 3D printing stuff. But looking back, it was done very foolishly with like no planning and no, mm. like,
0: no structure to it. No
1: structure, no negotiations, no contract, no, you know, whatever. And that's when I was like watching the video. I was like, man, like, that's very, like, again, because for that, I, T- technically took a loss i did mm-hmm. the actual work really quickly i went technically above and beyond with what i gave him because mm-hmm. i gave him like the file and then like well the jpeg and then like jpeg of a bunch of uh like mock-ups of the poster as well i was like if you wanted to use right. these because they look cool because i was playing around with it and i thought it looked cool here
0: mm-hmm.
1: secondly gave him more to work with right and like even though it took me, you know, an hour, hour and a half, maybe, mm-hmm. it still technically wasn't worth my time.
0: Did you get paid for it or no?
1: Yeah, it was like 70 bucks. Okay.
0: So how do you, how do you perceive taking it as a loss?
1: Because to me, I was like, it's one of those things that's was like, it's almost like people starting out, um kind of build your own bad reputation in your head like your own bad view your own bad mindset on your own where you're like i'm starting out i shouldn't charge that much
0: yeah Mm -hmm.
1: but something with that like i knew i could kill it and i did and even though it took me like an hour hour and a half like it might be like oh that's pretty good money for that but i'm like thinking i'm like well that's That's, now the precedent for that's low right like
0: I yeah, think that's low say, for that.
1: And and the idea was, it was because it was like, okay, you know, told me what I want to do. I did it. And then afterwards, like, I was even like scared to ask for the money. Cause there's part of me, I was like, well, I can work with this guy. He's not going to run off and not pay me. Like, whatever. Yeah. That's not an issue. And I was a bit nervous because it's my first time and I'm a shy person, anyways. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then finally did it. And then, like, kind have worked out a price after, which is awesome. obviously the thing yeah, you don't do.
0: That's what you don't want to do.
1: But, like, then it was just kind of like I was like you know it's always that thing it's like how do you figure out what your worth is it's very hard but in that moment especially now looking back on it without even maybe an explanation I feel like I didn't get paid what my worth was Hmm. Hmm. I still don't know exactly what I would rate myself as is like you know an hourly rate if I did freelance or you know like a
0: Band, oh, posters. The, um, band posters are $250.
1: Yeah, or, or what's Christo say? That it's like an
0: hourly rate or a, was it a value rate or something there's, like that? Yeah, there's hourly pricing and the, there's- Value pricing? There's project-based, project or value-based pricing. I think it says value, right? Is it's, but it's typically it. value. And I'll relate this to a podcast that I heard yesterday where, and it's a similar thing. Um, because you didn't figure out the cost of it at the beginning. Yeah. What if they take that $70 poster and they go off and they start doing shows and they become a huge musical success? Well, now that poster is worth a lot more to them than $70. Now that poster is $7,000 to get that poster designed. Mm-hmm. But you were able to get away with it for 70 bucks because you're not taking into account what it means to them. And this yeah. whole idea was someone was trying to buy a small like five by eight inch sketch that another person had done. Mm-hmm. The person that did the sketch says, well, says, OK, well, let's negotiate and, like the other person's like, I want to buy that. I want to buy that sketch. The other person says, well, let's negotiate. Um, starts then the guy who did the sketch starts by asking, um, what are you willing to pay? And then the guy on the, other end, uh, on the other end says, well, I'd like to know what your hourly rate is or, or I would have to have some sense of your pre-existing work to determine a base value for this item. Which is kind of fair. Which is kind of fair. But we'll put this conversely. It's, it's partially about the cost and like the, the business sense that it makes to the person who created product x. Mm-hmm. But it's a whole other thing in terms of how and this is where value based pricing comes in. It's a whole other thing of how valuable that is to the other person. Yeah, how much does it mean to you? Yeah, how much does it mean to you? In this case, the poster, I don't know the band, I don't know how well they play, I don't know how good they are, but they're not selling millions of records. So it's no. not worth it's not worth $70,000 to them. Maybe it's worth 250 if they're able to do a series of shows with it and make back money on it or something like that. And they're able to use it to promote records. Then the next time you come back or they come back and they say, oh, we've got a a 20 city tour around Ontario, Quebec and Manitoba or whatever, something like that, right? Well, now that's a whole different story. Now that 250 bucks for a poster goes up to, okay, well now I'm gonna design the posters for the tour. Now this is, now this is say $200 a poster, but you're getting 20 of them. Now there's whatever that is for 4,000 bucks, something like that. Different story, right? Mm -hmm. But if they're doing this, these shows, instead of in bars to 10,000 person stadiums, now that goes up to $2,000 a poster. And then you finish that and you make 40 grand, right? Mm -hmm. Because it means that much more to them because. It's that much more important for where they are. And it's like it's the same thing with the freelance project from last year. The client was shocked at my hourly rate for my air quotes experience. And the total cost that I had quoted him on that project is about a fifth to maybe not even a fifth, like five, I'm saying when I say f- a fifth, five percent of what he's going to be investing either up to date or in, in total mm. on a project. Probably even less. I'm going to say closer to two percent. And that's a lot. That's a lot of money that someone's dumping into a project. And could I could have I te- I charged more, but... That interaction makes me want to charge yeah. less because now, and this is another thing that Adam Savage says: said if the client is mm. difficult to deal with or you get bad vibes from the beginning, that's, that's not going to change. And guess what?
1: Yeah, that has not. I changed.
0: love that when I get anxiety. Ab- I get anxiety about oh thinking God. that that email is going to show up in the inbox yeah. someday. I when to he said day. that
1: that was like what because he used to work for Jamie. Way back and yes, what, and I that I was learned. a Jamie yes. Book was. Yes. Words, words of wisdom from jamie where it's like yeah mm-hmm. how the client is in their in the bidding process is how they are throughout the whole project which is like is very true right yeah but it's interesting because it's like again like i mm-hmm. I would have thought like back then when i did the poster it's like yeah i'd love to do a poster then i should take it as lost because it's something i love doing but i'm like is it just because it seems like that because it's the first bit of money i can make off of my work it's not like you know, a dream, Maybe. dream project.
0: Yeah. Right. So it's yeah, like, it's a band poster for you know, for your buddy. No, it's not worth it. Kind of a loss. thing.
1: You know, I don't know. I, I an, yeah,
0: yeah. Because you still deserve to make money. You still deserve to make money. I think I've got a slightly different view on it because most of my or a larger per a larger portion of my influence um is from Draplin and he's very much about like help out the little guy um like lend a lend a helping hand where you can and largely money is secondary or tertiary for him um outside of contracted client work. So contracted client work pays the bills but if you can get to the point like he is where people don't just like your brand, they like you as a person and want to part with their hard-earned money to support you, like with all his merch, that takes up, he, he has said this multiple times, but he's easily putting in over six figures mm-hmm. of income strictly from merch, which is nuts. That's not including any contract stuff. So he's making more than, more <laughs> than like high school principals with like, Masters in education, literally making like little vector shit in Adobe Illustrator on his, on his Mac. And that's one example. You know, he tells a lot of stories in his books. There's the Cobra Dogs story in his book, where his, his buddy has was using the old G.I. Joe logo and then got a cease and desist from whoever owns G.I. Joe IP. And then so he goes out and makes his own or Draplin goes on his own, doesn't make money off of it and makes this Cobra Dogs logo. If you're looking at it from the perspective of, well, what does it mean to the client? Well, the client's got this whole thing, and then they end up becoming very successful. They make a lot of money with said Cobra Dogs brand. If Draplin's from the the bottom line mindset of, okay, I need to capitalize on the opportunity, he would be charging either for the project or for royalties for using that logo and whatnot. Percentage of sale of each product, but he doesn't because it's his friend and he wants to help out his friend. Mind you, you and your your yeah, it's not like it's a like different relationship like, than say you sure friends, you. but it's not like that's a very that's that's, that's a different dynamic. Yeah, you're and not was going like, over the like, house and like how much their dog more they were going to pay than me and patting like, them on the and back paid for
1: making money off ticket sales for the the show. So it's like I know, it's not a lot of money, but it's like. If my work is going to be used to make money, then I deserve a bit of that money. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's where I kind of like, correct. Under helping the little, the little guy, hundred percent. Because like like we always say that doesn't that doesn't happen enough in the industry, mm-hmm. it feels like you know, and that's why mm-hmm. so many new people struggle. That's why I think so many people go and do their own thing is because yeah. no fucking employer wants to give them a, a helping hand to open the door for them into the industry. So like, well, we got to fucking do it ourselves. Yeah, that's right? What, like, that's what James and Lachlan Not did everyone for is as, as kind of as them. No, no, like not everyone is like. No one's as dope as that. Has are. the same beliefs where yeah. it's like, well, the more young people we help, the more people we're going to have, the better people we're going to have. Like, it, you know. But it's like. Mm-hmm. where i agree with adam savage is you know when he's talking about like a production company they're gonna have making this much money off the project he's like i don't want to know that i'm getting screwed like they're gonna make more money off of my work yeah and like i'm not gonna get paid for that like that's like no you know if it, it doesn't have to be about the money Mm-hmm. But if they're going to make so much money off of it and pretend they don't have enough money to pay me, then I'm getting screwed. And it's not worth it. You know, it's just not worth it at all. Right.
0: Exactly. And like, not to disclose, this is not disclosing any confidential information, but the price that I charged and the price that I quoted Mm -hmm. for the design work last year. The total sum of that, sum X, is equal to three times the cost of one of these products at its estimated retail MSRP. That's not profit. That's its sale price. But still, it's an expensive product. It's like saying, it's like you are a company and say, Dylan, I want you to design three cars. And... The retail price of each car is $100,000. Mm-hmm. And I say, okay, my cost for that is $300,000. I will design you three cars. That's basically what the situation is, just with less zeros. So, and it, it's exactly that thing. It's like, well, like, really? Like, you're going to be, and I'm not, in my as per my contract, I'm not making royalties on any of that. Won't be, may not be, not at the moment per se, right? To use a, a technical term, at the moment, that is not what is happening. But that's something that like, oh, well, what if it becomes super successful yeah. and hundreds of thousands of people buy it? Now my vol, now my sum X mm-hmm. is incredibly low in comparison. That's a, that's a drop in the bucket yeah. comparative to everybody else. Yeah, it's not about making the money.
1: It's about you know, it's getting like what you deserve. You know, for your work Mm -hmm. and for your time.
0: Exactly. Mm -hmm. Because if something becomes successful, it means that something was done right and something was done well. Whether that's the physical design of it, the marketing, the functionality of the product, but they all work cohesively. You know, if one of those things is out of alignment. Yeah. The success metric drops. you know. If, if it's a great product, but it's marketed poorly, you can't do much with that. If it's a shit product, but it's marketed greatly, people buy it, but then people are pissed off because it stops working. Um, if it looks great, it's marketed well, but it only works half the time, again, you got another problem. But if it hits all three points, and that's just three points off the top of my head, if it hits all those three points well, And it's worth it. But to loop it back to Adam Savage's video, I think there's I'll relate it to Australia because like it cost me money to go there. It cost me like including plane tickets and living there and food and all that. I basically spent four and a half, five thousand dollars to go and live there. And technically, that's at a monetary Mm -hmm. loss to do that to do that internship i took a loss to do that internship but the value and the experience not the exposure because it's not like i was down there promoting myself um but the experience and the people and the learnings that came from that i would say in that context you can't put a price tag on it but i would say they they justify a five thousand dollar price tag especially when you compare it to what you learn in a semester at school, say that costs $7,000 The difference between five and a half and $7,000 isn't really that much. If you're already spending $7,000 on something, mm. 1500 bucks is tis, but a drop in the bucket if you're going about it in that way. So in that perspective, I would say, yeah, technically doing the whole Australia thing wasn't a loss, but it was very beneficial, but that's, also, because I was as willing to do it as they as Tommy and Josh were to have me, and it was never like yeah, I didn't get paid for for four months and and technically worked during that time as well. It's not like I wasn't There's was days where we would do like 12 hour days working on the thing. I'm like, okay, if this was minimum, if I was making Australian minimum wage, that would be like two hundred bucks in a day, something like that. They got a pretty nice. high minimum wage. Minimum wage, it's like eighteen or nineteen bucks. Um, and yeah, part of that, part of the time, I was like, oh, I really wish I was getting paid. Then I look back on all the learnings that came from that experience. It's very, very, very valuable. If I were to do that now, it's a different story because there's also it's also like dependent on where you are in your life, right? Like, who do you have relying on you? What responsibilities do you have? Um. And I also didn't have anything to lose. I didn't have a business. I didn't have this or that. I was still in school. So the risk to me was very low. Whereas now, I'd be balancing like a job and there would still be rent to pay and there would be this and there would be that. Um, And that can make a difference. Like it'd be a lot harder for me to say yes to that opportunity now. Even at a loss. And like the whole being paid and exposure thing. Yeah, you're I, saying. Angry is total bullshit. It's just. To think. It's what yeah. the company wants yeah, you to like, to, don't to don't feel like. Exposure. They want you to feel like they're giving you something. And another thing is are they coming to you? Yeah. For the work that you do? Or are they coming to you because you're probably. Well, that's what
1: another thing he said right in the video, which the is easy, like. before you. Help you decide on like, is this something. You want to take a loss on or not which is like you know if they're coming to you because they're like you are the cheapest option or just a common option yeah then like no fuck that right that means they can go to anyone else if they're coming to you for your work mm-hmm. your thinking your ideas the way you work you know the way you solve problems they're coming at it for you then it's like that's a lot more enticing and a reason to like give up a bit of pay Mm. to do it right yeah and if they're coming to you for that then it's like well pay me this much Mm -hmm. if you're coming for me to to do this and you want me to do me then like pay me yeah as much
0: you know and then that was the same scenario that happened last year Where I was approached, I didn't approach someone else. Someone approached me, said, "I would like you to do this because I've heard good things. I've done this. I've done that." So that happens. Well, sorry. Oh, but but I don't want to pay for you. Yeah. Well, then you don't really want me then. That's kind of how it is. And that's not—that's an exaggerated example, but that's—that's what happens a lot of the time. Um had a friend reach out the other day, the girl that I did the photography logo for last year, 2 years ago. Jesus Christ. Um who mentioned that she had a friend who was looking to get a logo. And I said, that's that's cool and I'd be happy to do that. But unless like unless the project is going to make me at least $1000, it's not going to be worth my time to pursue it because I can take the energy from that I that it would take to do that and put that into something else, even if that something else doesn't make money right now, say the whole strange Kanga Studios thing. If it was a 20 hour job to do this logo thing and it was gonna make me like eight or 900 bucks, the way that I look at it for myself, for my own personal experience, my own personal bubble, that $800 would not be worth it in comparison to spending 20 unpaid hours Working on my own thing, I would rather do that. Once it's if it's a minimum a thousand dollars, that's different, and it's like learn that from Michael DeTulo at Offsite. If he gets a project, Don't and know. it's less than a hundred thousand dollars, he doesn't touch it. That's I wish. If it's less than six figures, he does not touch it. Hopefully, but that's how he's able to be interesting maintain to the caliber
1: of work that, that he be has. Like, have you taken a job? A monetary loss, and if you have what, like, maybe without telling details, what was it, and why did you take a loss on it? Like, would you take a loss? What would you take a loss for?
0: Yeah, you know. Hmm. hmm. I'm just gonna go uh, check the Slack chat like, really quick and see if there's anything in that monetary. Let's try. I
1: don't know, listen to like Adam Savage talk about. It. He's always so friendly on camera. I'm not saying it in this he wasn't friendly but there's another side of him where it's like oh yeah he's not just like guy from tv he's a professional and he still does professional work and he has especially in like the design industry understands that like people get screwed so much designers and artists get screwed so much mm-hmm. because people like to think like oh it's subjective so we can come up with a subjective number to pay you it's like no yeah you know and maybe it's harder to figure out because it's more of a value kind of base thing it's not like you know here's my time i gave you x y x y equals this amount of money it doesn't it's hard to come down to that sometimes right because it is mm-hmm. more of a you know it's not like oh an engineer engineer like this piece of equipment and it's like okay well it works or it does it make it equals this much money yeah to make it's not like that because it's like well a poster. That could it could be ten dollars. It could be ten thousand dollars. It could be a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, depending on the person and the reason and the client, right? Yeah. And what it's for. That's so it's like, it is harder, but still it's like, people get screwed so easily, you know. They do. <clears throat> and it's I don't know. It's one of those lessons I feel like you have to kind of get. You gotta get screwed. It's not over. like I feel like I got screwed over, but I look back and I'm like, you know, I try to do everything. The right way that we were taught in school, like they're like, can you do a poster? I'm like, yeah, like you know, tell me the information that I need to put on this. You know, the names, of the bands, the times, the ticket prices, where the address of the place, what time it starts, blah blah. blah what date it starts It's on right. And then I asked them about what's the vibe? What's do you, do you have, have any ideas of like? Yeah, you know, what do you want to? Is there an emotion or a feeling that you want to convey through this? And then they kind of left it open ended. So then. I did my design research. I went and listened to the music of the two bands that were playing. Nice. I looked at the album artwork that those bands have used already to get a vibe. Mm -hmm. And I, the, the main band that like I was in, like there's a couple of songs that were kind of cool and gave me this kind of, you know, cool vibe. And I looked at some of the artwork and I was like, I kind of, I have an idea. And then found an image I had for a while that I've been wanting to use. And it just, to me fit that vibe. Mm -hmm. So I actually used the research. Did a little bit of ideation and then did it, you know? And did some, like, development and then came up with a final version, right? Hmm. So I felt like I did everything right. And I'm like, they probably I would agree. They probably... Except for the whole...
0: For the actual... Uh, except you missed the most important question, the, which is the, the question money. you should ask first before you even ask them. Where they say, are you... You able to do a band poster for me and and you're like yeah I do band posters, my band posters start at two (laughs) hundred and fifty dollars per poster. Yeah, is that something that you're willing to pay? Because if it's not, why waste your time? Right.
1: Exactly, and that's one thing that comes with experience because being a noob and I still am a noob and that stuff. (laughs) A noob. You feel like you're almost not allowed to ask that question. Yeah, there's because of the situation you're in because you're you're starting out. You don't want to be too demanding. You don't want to lose the possibility to get $70. To me, of course, I want to make 70 bucks right now. Of course, that's it. Yeah.
0: But when I Tank think about gaps.
1: the work I put into it, they probably thought I just put a bunch of images together. And it's like, well, no, I actually like did a little bit of research and followed through the design process correctly, right? And even went above and beyond and gave you extra stuff that you could use. Didn't mm-hmm. use it, but I was like, you know, that's stuff I should have worked out prior, you know, the beginning, 100%. Yeah. That's something now I learned from, but there's a feeling where I'm like, I just, I wasn't screwed over. I just didn't, I just don't feel like I,
0: you underpriced you know, yourself. I underpriced myself a hundred percent, which everybody does, which is, it, it's too easy
1: to do. That's the thing, right? Especially starting out. It's like, it's almost, it feels like the default it almost feels like you have to. Mm-hmm. It feels wrong to be like, yeah, no, I'm, this poster is gonna be 250 bucks. And people are like, Oh, for a poster. It's like, well,
0: you came to you me. Know,
1: If you, you know, how long do you want me to spend on the poster?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Right. And it's like, if I spend, say I spend a day, a working day, eight hours. Well, if you're paying me minimum wage, it's 120 bucks, 127 bucks that day. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's the bare minimum. But do you want someone, you want to pay someone minimum wage to make you a fucking band poster? It's going to be put on social media to get the hype up for people to come to your show.
0: Because people can do that for Fiverr. On five, you want you want
1: minimum wage work for that? No. Yeah. Okay. So this is this is where the price comes in. Yeah. Okay. Well, how about if it's less than a day? Well, you think if I spend less than eight hours, the prices can yeah. go down. But now it goes so up because you, you want me to do the same work in less time. So do you and want that's me where to the spend Christo video came in that blew my mind. Yeah. You know when he's on the whiteboard and he's talking about how you talk to clients when they say that and they're yeah. like, so Sorry he's like, let me get this straight. You. you think. Like, so if 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 I do the same amount of work in less time, does that mean I'm better at my job than someone else? Yes. Then why should I get paid less for doing more work mm-hmm. for doing in in less time? Exactly. Right. So it's and now looking back on, it, I've learned that lesson. I feel like everyone has to do that once to learn the lesson, right?
0: They do. They do. And
1: so now I know. But I don't know. I thought that that video i video was really cool seeing Mm -hmm. that side of him when he answers questions about pricing and about like his work and what he charges and how he kind of deals with those situations that everyone else deals with, Mm -hmm. like starting out, especially. And you're like, okay, like, you know, I like the one where he talks about, uh, there's one company coming to ask him to do, I don't know if it was like stage, a stage play or like a commercial. And it was like sets. and You want to do like five sets. Yeah, and he's you know, like and they space. they said they were going to give him uh $5,000 and he thought, thousand, you know, yeah. as like a 22-year-old, 5 grand to sound sick, right? Mm-hmm. And then he calls up his friend, who's kind of his mentor or whatever, who's like a prof- who's been doing it for years, he's just like, they want me to do this for 5 grand, you know, should I do it? And he's like, "Hell like, no.
0: no. You're totally getting scammed. Tell them
1: scared. to get fucked. That's minimum 15 grand. They're trying to, you know, screw you over." Mm-hmm. And it's It's that like saying no, even if it's like, just because it has something to do with the industry you work in, doesn't mean it's a dream project that you should take a loss on. Correct. I think that's where the differentiation gets a little tricky.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So when I think, oh, I could do a poster for money. That's my dream. Well, no, it's not. That's just my (laughs) career at this point. Yeah. You know? That's an element of my dream time. would be doing a poster for Tame Paula. Then I'll do that mm. for free. Yes, I don't even care. All I I I'd say to what is it, Kevin Parker, I would say to him, mm. if he if he DM me random, he's like, hey, can
0: you do a poster? It really, man, for the show
1: or a fucking album artwork? I'd be like, dude, I Tame, will do Tame Paula comes
0: to Cambridge and does a show at the just tell yeah. collective or something. I'll ask. I was
1: like, I'll do it for fucking free. Just tell people about me if anyone asks yeah. you about it tell them my name that's all tag i ask. Me, tag me in the instagram post because like i fucking love you i'll do that for free you know <laughs> that's a dream yeah it's mm-hmm. an extreme dream but like that's where you take loss so or like ash Thor yeah. when he's been t- talking recently on instagram talking about how much of an honor it is to like a dream of his to design a fucking batmobile yeah you know he probably got paid pretty nice for that anyways. Pretty handsome, but pretty handsome like,
0: like i'm sure that'd be something he'd probably take a bit of a loss on he would do it for free whether or not he got paid isn't the important part i'm sure sh- i'm sure you got paid oh he definitely
1: sure he got paid but like but... that's kind of the dream not just like hey can you do a console car he'd be like even if it's a cool car but like, that's what i do a lot like mm-hmm. i do that on my own time it's a common yeah. thing like why should i take a loss on it
0: i'd be doing that anyway.
1: Yeah, I'd be doing it anyway. Yeah, you know, you thing. want to pay someone this much? I'm sure someone else out there can do it. Mm-hmm. No, but we won't be. Well, that's mm-hmm. where well, that's you gotta where pay, you to pay, pay for me. Then. Yeah, I don't know. That was a really cool, uh, cool
0: video. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I think there's. I are always a love really when he gets a question takeaways. like that. He's like, "Ooh, good oh, question. A good question." He's so cute, man. He's so cute.
1: He just he. He loves what he does so much, and it shows with a
0: burning passion. Very wholesome. I I've started watching a bit more of him just to feed off of that. Yeah, hundred percent. Feed off of that energy. Yeah, and he's just nice to listen to. He has a good, good sounding voice. Nice to know
1: the background. Sometimes I'll watch like a one day build. I kind of zone out when I'm like gaming or watching something or whatever, and I zone back in, and then I realize I'll listen to him like sand wood or like. On on his like on his um milling machine milling out like a piece of aluminum or something. Mm-hmm. i like, oh yeah, I'm watching him make a little prop.
0: <laughs> so freaking adorable! That's awesome, so freaking adorable! Yeah, he's the best. He is absolutely the best. And uh yeah, I've got a couple couple good topics this week. Mm. Got some really fun ideas that I think would be are going to be really cool as we oh, yeah. progress into the future. It's going to be gnarly. It's going to be dope. It's all good things. Excited. And uh, yeah, so if you want to send us an email, send it to hi at com. You can also visit the website, www.bigdesigncompany.com. There's also a uh, podcast email, and that's hi.theprocesspodcast at gmail.com for questions, queries, comments, and concerns. Zach Watson. Yes, sir. What is our Instagram? Process underscore underscore podcast. Spicy. I like that. Ladies and gentlemen, we will uh, see you tomorrow. Right. Some
1: creative assembly required.